conversation about um, working together as a team in this extraordinary time and how mm. teams are separate and and how do you create collaboration or how do you continue to collaborate when you're in your own space and where we got to in that conversation was about uh, the power of personal leadership in a way how being being a, a a powerful part of a team is actually about paying attention to your own personal leadership it's mm. it's it's by uh knowing who we are knowing where we come from knowing what our values are and what we contribute to the team mm. makes us be a good team member so there's this kind of it's the duality of um being an individual you know and and being my own distinct self and part of a team and that got us thinking about yeah well and what does leadership mean in this particular time what does it mean to be a good leader it's interesting isn't it because we are on a day where one of our leaders our prime minister has been put in intensive care and I know that you spoke yesterday or the day before about, um, no, yesterday, about the impact on you when you heard he'd been taken to hospital. So when Boris Johnson was admitted to hospital, um, it, it did shift something, um, probably, well, probably for everybody in some way. Yeah, well, I noticed that the impact that it had on me was, you know, even though, of course, it's unrealistic, but the idea that there's, um, yeah, I don't know, somebody who's immune, somebody who can just kind of hang in there no matter what. And of course, that's the whole, the whole point about a pandemic is that there is nobody on the planet who is immune to this. Yes. I mean, there are some of us who are getting immunity by being exposed to it, but... Um, yeah, there's, there's nobody who can, yeah, just be carrying on regardless. And, and, and the thing that I, I noticed, so I noticed that it had an impact on me. And I also have noticed in the reporting of it, how for, I, I, you know, I think a long time since it was reported that he had tested positive, that he had mild symptoms, that there was this understanding that he, you know, he would carry on being in charge. He would carry on being our mm. prime minister mm. well he might have been feeling like hell and but there was this idea that it was a display of weakness to you know succumb to this or to give in to this to um mm. to be sick and you know and now the guy's in an intensive care unit so it's really interesting isn't it that um whatever one thinks of boris johnson he is the prime minister of this country and it, by dint of that um it is given the reins of leadership um he is seen um by society as the person who needs to be in control of what's going on for all of us yeah and to know all the answers and to know all the answers now <clears throat> It does question that sense of leadership. And I know over the the last few years, we've definitely, a lot of us been questioning 
leadership, that idea of leadership, because of what's happened in a number of different countries in terms of who is leading those countries and what it means to lead those countries. Um, But now in this current situation, yes, um, it's like he's, he's had to admit that he can't hold the reins of power and leadership mm. anymore that sense of vulnerability and it makes it makes me really start to step back and go okay what do we want a leader to be um what does it mean to be a leader in these times um not to be forging on and um just uh, giving the appearance of being in control, but actually something about authenticity, mm. something about authenticity and honesty and transparency in these times. And we all know that governments are not necessarily transparent. I'm not going to say whether they're honest or not, but they're not always transparent about what's going on. And actually, um, communication in these times has been a real issue what they're communicating when they're communicating it and to who um so what do we want from leaders whether they're leaders of countries states cities companies teams even in a household what what does leadership look like well it it makes me think of um very often when we coach people, if we are coaching somebody who um, is having to give a presentation or perhaps uh, uh, tell, tell a particular story to mm. their team, to, of their vision, for example, um, very often in the process of coaching someone, where I find that we very often get to is that leader's fear of not knowing the answer to something or, yes. or, or being exposed as, well, I, I, I don't have an answer to that. And, yes. you know, a lot of the work that we do is, is about helping someone to give themselves permission to say, I don't know, I don't know, because if the leader says, I don't know, that can create the space within the team for somebody else to say, well, I have an idea. And then that's how innovation and creativity happens. If the person, you know, who is the supposed figurehead has the courage to say, I don't know, then it opens up a different conversation within the team. You know, and I would way have preferred Boris Johnson to be saying, I I don't know, I don't know, but I am consulting with experts to try and... No, and for us to figure this out together, because we're all, the truth is the whole world is in uncharted territory yes. about this. So it's that sense of, um, yes, creating a space for innovation and creativity, um, which, as we know, can only happen in a space. It, you know, it's very hard to innovate and be creative in, if you're constrained too much. We need there to be space for people to feel empowered to offer ideas and to find their own personal leadership to to find um their own way of taking hold of the reins if you like i think the other thing that we've seen and and if i just think about this street that we live on and how you know we have our whatsapp group and Mm. 
Like they um, are all over the country, all over the yeah, world. Yeah, and that's happening. The What people have discovered is the power of community. If if we are locked down somewhere, then what we then what we have are our own distinct communities that, that people can express, you know, leadership through that just by mm. going on the WhatsApp group and saying, is everybody okay? Does anybody need anything? You know, when when I was not very well and we were all having to isolate, you know, how much did I appreciate somebody just sending us a message saying, I'm going shopping, what do you need? You know, that mm. that's stepping into leadership. Mm. It's like listening, it's tuning into what's happening in your immediate community and saying, what can I do? What, you know, how can I contribute? That's what personal leadership looks like in this moment isn't it it's interesting so you you're um you're connecting listening with a sense of leadership that ability mm. to openly to, to open your listening to what is needed in the moment from the people around you whatever that is whether it's your whatsapp group or it's the team that you work with or your whole company or organization opening your listening to what is needed and then allowing that to inform yeah your decisions yeah yeah it does because it does start with listening doesn't it because sometimes it's not um sometimes it's not going to be my space to speak it's it, you know what's required of me in in some moments is just to listen and that's enough and as we say listening is generative that listening always comes first yeah and i think as leaders um it's very easy for leaders to think that speaking comes first because that's how we operate a leader stands up and speaks to a group of people um whether they do that literally or metaphorically they um they they lay out their strategy um leaders speak and other people listen but actually, the leader that starts by listening creates a very different space mm. Mm. for the people that they work with. So I'm thinking about the different, um, you know, because we have a daily briefing from the government on, on what's happening, which, you know, I confess I haven't been looking at many of them. Um, but I'm thinking about the response that the Queen got, you know, and the... And, the, the Queen, because constitutionally, mm. she, you know, there's that kind of mixed thing where she does have ultimate power, but but not really mm. because she concedes mm. to Parliament. Um, um, but how she doesn't, she doesn't say much. And, and what it felt like was that, that she had been listening because it felt like the thing that she finally said, which actually was about, um, we have one another. We, we, you know, we did this before. We've done this before. Mm. We, um, we are ultimately, we are connected and we will meet again. You know, that's where it landed. Mm. But it sort of felt like um, she and whoever wrote that with her, um, I don't know how that works, um, had been listening and maybe that's why that was powerful because it mm. felt like it kind of 
you know, reverberated, you know, not, not just around the United Kingdom, but, but elsewhere, you know, mm. it was broadcast in France, which was something that I found was extraordinary, a country that, you know, didn't, didn't want their monarchy anymore, mm. but mm. They, they listened to that. But it was like, yeah, she listened first. And, and so it was, she was, as a leader, she was able to be responsive, not, mm. not just kind of, um, not just being in tell mode. It's a very powerful image. Um, if we think of um, the way we think about stories, <clears throat> made of moments, specific moments and specific images, that um, that idea of we we will meet again is so powerful. It's just mm-hmm. two people, um, you know, meeting, shaking hands, hugging, um, standing close to each other. Um, it's not that we're going to meet the Queen again, even if we've ever met her before. Um, but it comes right down to the personal. What that meant, we will meet. We will meet again. Yeah, and she invoked personal story. Yeah, she showed a photograph of her and her sister, who's w- no longer alive. Yeah, doing was yeah. that their first broadcast? First broadcast, age fourteen, as two or something. princesses at a time when people were having to send their children away. You know, mm. if we're thinking about sacrifices that that everyone is having to make Mm. at this moment to halt the spread of this virus. What she did through a personal story was invoke another moment in in her life Mm. where she spoke to to the nation. Mm. Um, It was a really, really powerful use of her own story. Interesting. Yes, we've had highest person in our political sphere. We've had almost highest person in our royal family Mm -mm. um we've had tom hanks you know in terms of key it's it's been i think it's been really uh hmm, the word that's coming up is useful to me um which which sounds a bit weird but to have these figures these what we might call leadership figures in different spheres um, become ill with this um, I have no doubt has changed people's perception of what's going on mm. <clears throat> from Tom Hanks getting it and then Prince Charles getting it to Boris Johnson getting it and trusting that Boris Johnson will come through it 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 may be a very powerful thing for him then to be able to speak about his personal experience of it and I think, you know, that's where a leader can bring their authenticity and their authority together when they speak from their personal experience. I'm imagining um, and trusting that, you know, in, in two weeks' time, it might be possible for Boris Johnson to be talking about this experience because um, it could be a very powerful thing to hear a leader be authentically speak about what the experience was yeah and and i'm also thinking of the testimony of doctors and nurses who are also yes you know a- a- able to um you know share in a really visceral way actually what's what conditions are are like for them what they are what you know what they're up against that's a really good in, point in this moment i mean it 
um, the interesting and terrible thing about this virus is that for some people they are asymptomatic. So you can hear somebody's experience where, you know, maybe they couldn't smell or taste for a while or maybe even nothing and that's it. And then the polar opposite of that Mm. is, you know, doctors and nurses who are having 12-hour shifts Mm. and are unable to save people. Yeah. And 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 what that experience is like in the claustrophobia of the PPE and how, you know, they're getting dehydrated themselves, they're you know, how how some are just not able to yeah, they're not able to do a whole shift because it is the hardest kind of work. What you were revealing to me then as you were talking about doctors and nurses telling their stories was, yes, we can have politicians and pundits and scientists talking about the facts and the figures and the projections and looking at other countries and all that, which is important and is all in the sphere of ideas and um, um, kind of analysis. And then next to that, we get a doctor or a nurse or a care worker or, or some or a, somebody working in a supermarket talking about their specific mm. daily experience mm. or what happened to them an hour ago or what's happening to them in that moment, what they're seeing in front of them and the power that that have, has to really bring something to life for us. And, you know, it can feel like well, why are we talking to this nurse in Liverpool? Well, actually, because her specific experience today speaks for hundreds and thousands of workers' experience in the NHS. Mm. Just to hearing one, um, one little snapshot of what it's like in an ITU or a, um, a hospital or, as I say, in other spheres, that that one experience can speak for many, many experiences. So I'm coming back to leadership. Yeah, yeah. And and how telling your story, telling, you know, as, as you said, you use the word authenticity. Mm. Um, and and the particular meaning of that in, in this moment, how mm. do we... Um, step into our leadership to to make a difference um, everybody has a story is where i come back to and the the choice to tell your story to um even if only to yourself to acknowledge that that Whatever your experience mm. is of this mm. is valid and is part of um, the world's story as it is. Mm. 